Welcome to the Access VFX podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness, and opportunity in VFX, animation, and games industries. Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects, animation, and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to another Access VFX podcast, children. I hope you've all been good boys and girls. Right, I'm going to check out Santa mode now. Welcome to another Access VFX podcast. This is Simon. And this year, we thought we would do a Christmas special where we would bring together our chapters from New York, Chicago, Montreal, and of course, the UK to round up and celebrate what we achieved in 2019. 2019 has been a huge year for Access VFX. We've run numerous events. We relaunched our e-mentoring program. And of course, this podcast was born. But I wanted to throw in a quick disclaimer. You know, we only had 45 minutes to have this conversation and we probably missed a few names. So if we haven't name checked you on this episode, I'm sorry, you know who you are. Right, without further ado, grab yourselves a mince pie perhaps a cheeky glass of eggnog or something non-alcoholic, depending on whatever floats your boat, and get festive with our 2019 Roundup. Merry Christmas, everybody, and thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, and thank you for reviewing. Merry Christmas! Look at that. Welcome to another episode of the Access VFX podcast. This is our Christmas special, our end of year special and uh, fair to say probably our last episode of 2019. Um, I'm here with our illustrious um, US and Canadian chapters. So we're here to review the year in a classic end of year special. So lots of lists and top tens and highlights, but also an opportunity for us all to look ahead to 2020 and see what we have in store for the, the whole kind of uh, Access VFX community, our listeners and anybody who is interested in what we're doing or, or come to our, our events. Um, so welcome. I think we should start with uh, some introductions. So let's start with, um, well, I mean, we're, let's start, let's go in reverse. So our most recent chapter to form has been our, uh, our Montreal chapter. So would you, uh, you guys like to introduce yourselves, please? Yeah. Hi, my name is Pfeiffer. I'm a department manager at Framestore. Hi, um, I'm Emmerich. I'm a lighting artist at Framestore and a chair of QVFX Montreal. Brilliant. So we have both Access VFX and QVFX represented in Montreal. Welcome, guys. Um, and let's go to Access VFX Chicago. Hi, my name is Colette. I'm the talent and operations manager for the mill here in Chicago. And I head up the Midwest chapter of Access VFX. Amazing. Thank you, Colette. And then our, the, the chapter that opened shortly after the London chapter, or the UK chapter, is our, on NYC, our New York City chapter. So would you both like to introduce yourselves? You're both in different parts of New York. So uh, let's, let's see how this goes. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, hi, my name is Kat Galachi. I'm the co-chair um, of the uh, Access VFX New York City chapter. And I'm also a talent acquisition specialist based here in New York. And I am Ryan Penny, the other co-chair of Access VFX NYC, and my other role is as the program director for the Made in New York post-production training program. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. And then on the line, we also have Amy Smith from uh, the UK chapter. Amy, would you like to introduce yourself, please? 
I think you just did, Simon. Hey! <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> Amy, where are you? In the office today? We're I am. I'm in the office. I'm at Frame Store today. Okay, so we're doing a, uh, a New York. We're both in different parts of the city, it's but on the same call. Eurovision vibes, this isn't it? Eurovision <laughs> vibes. There will be points at the end and scoring. And then to my right, we have producer Tom, as I affectionately call him. But Tom, would you like to do a proper introduction for yourself? Uh, sure, yeah. My name's uh, Tom Box, a co-founder of Blue Zoo Animation Studio in London, where we're doing the record from today. So we're, we're hosting. Good acoustics at Blue Zoo, definitely. <laughs> and uh, you'll get from my cheesy intro that opens up all of these podcasts. I'm Simon. I'm the group head of learning and development at The Mill and chair of Access VFX UK. So let's get stuck in. So 2019, we've been around for two and a half years, give all, well, nearly three years now as a, uh, as a movement. And... Um, 2019, on a personal level and on a very real level, has been our best um, year yet. Uh, the, the brevity of events, what we've done with the mentoring program, even this podcast, it's been an incredible year. And that's why we, we felt it was fitting to have this episode where we get to do the year justice and really almost have a living record of what we achieved this year. Um, so um, the first discussion point, let's get straight into it, because the, the laws of podcasts say we shouldn't go longer than 45 minutes, and there is a rule book written somewhere, is what have been the highlights of 2019. So who wants to get things started? What's been kind of a big, a big moment? I mean, obviously, we had chapters open this year, but who wants to start the ball rolling? Yeah, what have been big highlights for you? Um, I think for us in Montreal, one of the biggest things was joining together um, QVFX with mm. another organization that already existed in Montreal, um, LCGBT, um, and then putting on Pride, the Pride event. Yeah, Pride was, uh, yeah, I would say, the, the biggest highlight of uh, 2019. Yeah. Uh, we've, like, managing to gather uh, so many studios for the LGBTQ plus diversity mm. and uh, seeing um, so many other studios um, spreading the word. Um, mm around Pride Month and throughout the whole summer and there are still uh, more initiatives uh, going on uh, going onwards after the Pride uh, events so I would say yeah that's uh, the biggest highlight and uh, so many nice uh, pictures and videos uh, that we uh, we got to share and there was a lot of work that went into it so having it go so well and having so much positive feedback from everyone involved but then also the sort of wider community was just amazing Absolutely. Uh, and QVFX, I'm glad you mentioned QVFX because it was uh, the way Montreal mo uh, mobilised so quickly after we launched in, uh, in, in London during uh, yeah, London Pride in, in, at the end of June this year. I think within uh, less than a month, you had set up Montreal and you had that incredible march. I mean, the video content you put out, as you said, Emmerich, you know, the photos, you know, there's so, so much content. You know, we're here as visual effects, animation and game studios, right? And the content you guys put out was in really inspiring. And that, that video, I mean, it's almost like a, 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 almost a short documentary, isn't it? In terms of the amount of, it's a really nice uh, living document. And uh, QVFX, I mean, for me as well, has been uh, definitely one of the highlights this year. Um, it happened very, very quickly, actually. It came via um, Sarah Deshot at ILM, who uh, spoke to Tamsin Collier at ILM about setting up a, a community, a, a kind of safe community hub. And it was Tamsin who suggested, why don't you join forces with Access VFX? And really all we did was, we sat in one of our meetings and said, let's just get on a phone call and just agree the terms of what it, what it, what it's going to be. And again, within a, 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 that, by the end of that meeting, we knew exactly what we wanted to do. So to have pulled that off and to have gone global with what you guys did in Montreal has been nothing but you know, short of astounding, really. And, and the momentum we've had on both, in, with both chapters of Q 
has been incredible in terms of the, the monthly events and, and the, the meetups. And, uh, you know, we've had some podcast episodes as well. It's been amazing, right? Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Okay, we'll come back to QVFX. What, what about New York? What's been a big standout <laughs> kind of highlight for, for, for Access VFX New York? Yeah, I think our, our most recent event uh, was one of the highlights for me that we did with the Foundry, um, mm -hmm. where we, we did a how to break into VFX. Um, and it was a, a great presentation from uh, the education team at the Foundry introducing some of the educational offerings that they have for students that might be interested in learning uh, mm -hmm. VFX software, like Nuke, for instance, um, and just connecting them with that information and the fact that those are free software that are available for them to download and start mm -hmm. learning right away, I think was really powerful. Yep. Um, but then also the, the presentations from DJ Matthias from the Foundry and Tamina Begg um, talking about their work in the VFX industry industry and really showing the students uh, how they could go about starting a career in VFX and, and taking their first steps and, and finding their way. So that was great. Yeah, it felt like uh, from what I saw of that event, um, it looked like an old school Access VFX event, like getting connections with young people, connecting them to industry, connecting them to the tech and having Foundry on board as a sponsor has been, uh, again, another highlight for me. I mean, Kat, what was your experience of that event? It looked amazing. I always love the photos from New York. Yeah the best backdrop. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, it was, you know, expanding upon what Brian's saying or what Brian just said is like, it was so incredible for me over the past few months alone to sort of see how much of an immediate collaboration was happening mm -hmm. within within the New York area um, from studios such as The Molecule and Zoic and The Mill and MPC mm -hmm. and this incredible um, uh, intention and genuine interest in banding together to address conversations of diversity and inclusion within the creative industries. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, you know, even at the Access to Effects event that Brian's referencing, there was so much of a, of a wide presence from different studios, but then such a genuine um, appreciation from the students who attended the event, yeah. who were so excited to have access to Tamina, so excited to have access to DJ on behalf of the Foundry and have these genuine conversations about what their futures could look like. Yeah. That was pretty exciting for me. Yeah, it's real life-changing stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the found, I mean, I've got to shout out Foundry. I know, I should, I've got to drop the the there, Foundry, not the Foundry. Um, but they've been incredible uh, partners this year. I mean, not only did they come on board as a, uh, a fully paid member of Access VFX, but they sponsored our uh, e-mentoring program to enable it to go global, right? I mean, the, one of the biggest, most important uh, developments for Access VFX was enabling uh, your chapters to be able to offer e-mentoring because it was it was restricted to uh, the UK until Prospella uh, helped us make that happen and and Foundry giving us a, a decent wad of cash. I'm not allowed to say the amount on, on this call, but it was significant. Uh, and even after that event, I still kept asking them for more stuff as you guys did, right? So we, we got to World Skills Live this year at the NEC with a sizable chunk of cash from, chunk of cash, it sounds like we do like heists. <laughs> Um, comes in an envelope <laughs> <laughs> um, but they helped us with that they helped they sponsored our our QVFX launch in London um, and they're still very much engaged so I do feel terrible when I, I email Sarah asking for more money but I've kind of got over that now she's she's cool with it but um that relationship is a highlight in itself right I mean Foundry have been incredible as long along with our other sponsors like HP for example and stuff but we can get on to that one we get into some of the highlights from London. But let's, let's, keep, let's go back to that as well. We're not nipping it in the bud straight off the bat, but Colette, I'd love to hear about some of your highlights from, um, from Chicago, because you've had some really innovative um, stuff going on in, in the Windy City. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say the highlight for me was actually our very first event back in February this year mm -hmm. when we attended for the first time the Illinois High School Art Exhibition, which is uh, attended by at least a thousand kids from across the Midwest. Mm -hmm. We had a great showing with Carbon and Frame Store um, volunteering their time. And it really just opened up the, the thought to these kids that, listen, there's an, an industry out here that's fun, that you can use your art, that mums and dads who were there were really surprised to hear what we did as well. And, and I just think it was a really great launch for ourselves as Access VFX. Yes. To, to promote ourselves and this year they've actually asked us to come back again because they were so impressed nice. by the way that we organised our stand and, and had lots of demos going on so mm. that for me was one of the highlights and also we did a really nice little bus tour amongst ourselves we, we sort of organised a little bus tour of all the facilities uh, back in September and that again was great yeah. because we had this little uh, tour of all the facilities with demos at each facility and everybody really gelled on the bus and there was a bit of sort of team team um, camaraderie going on which yeah. was you know surprising yeah. so i think those two for me are the highlights of, of this year yeah the bus tour looked great it was such a, a simple but so effective idea that we we, we, we underestimate the power of a, a good old-fashioned studio tour just opening your doors and, and letting you know, young people run riot and it's also a great opportunity for you all to showcase your respective studios as well right i loved also loved uh, i mean when, if we're talking about highlights from a chicago point of view as much as i think bo both those events were incredible from what i saw and, and read and, and we discussed um the real boot camp is something i've wanted to emulate in the uk that you did in chicago you know getting you know people in to really just pull apart their work not pull apart their work that's a bit harsh isn't it but to to critique it positively is probably the the best way to put it um, so I loved, I loved that. Yeah. It, was, it was really well attended and, um, you know, sometimes the students don't always get that type of feedback at college. Mm. They're always trying to hit a deadline and get a real created. Yeah. But actually hearing from industry professionals about what do we look for in a showreel mm. was, uh, was really great feedback for them to hear. Yeah. And yeah, with your uh, with uh, the, the events that, that target a younger cohort of uh, a, a kind of future visual effects, sir, have been it's been a big theme this year as well, isn't it? About you know not just targeting kind of those students that are, want to get into industry in the next year or two, but really kind of backtracking to that 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 you know eight, nine, ten year old person who's just trying to work out what they want to do in the future has been a bit of a theme this year. I've found. Yeah, we've really targeted high schoolers yeah. uh, big time, actually, because we find that uh, parents are always trying to push their kids into those traditional um, industries, such as accounting, teaching, engineering. And we want to get the kids before they make that decision to show them there is another outlet for you if you're artistic you could go this route, which would yeah. afford you a really successful career within animation and visual effects. Uh, and some kids are dissuaded by parents who don't quite understand yeah. what's out there and, and how, how much we need that workforce to increase. You know, yeah. there is absolutely a need to fill the positions that are open right now. And it just feels like there's not enough candidates. Sometimes. Yeah, 
So we've got to kind of play the long game, haven't we, and get through both to the, the young people, but and educate their parents as well, and not just rely on the, those young people to go home and you know speak about what they've done. Is actually try and get into those parents and those teachers and give them the tools they need to uh, to hopefully create a, a more diverse visual effects industry, right? Um, yeah. So thank you for that, Colette. We'll come back to Chicago, but let's talk about London. Um, Amy, um, any personal highlights for you as a old, uh, Access VFX old schooler? Well. Re really nice segue from what you were just talking about actually for me one of the highlights was the animation summer school um you know the feedback that we got from that event from parents um was absolutely incredible there were some really really touching responses about you know <clears throat> my child didn't think that this was something that was possible for them because of the color of their skin or the background they came from and they came to that event and it completely opened their eyes and i just think you know that's what we're all about right and it was just so inspiring and um you know the the workshops that people ran on those days were just phenomenal i mean you would pay hundreds and hundreds of pounds to go to workshops like that and we offered it completely free to these kids and i just think that was absolutely amazing yeah the animation summer school was a big one wasn't it it was very much i mean tom do you share that from from a UK point of view? Yeah, I think with the, what the summer school was, it, it, for, it was one of the youngest, I think, age events we've, we've yeah. done for a start where it was going almost, you know, some of them were pre-teenage, mm -hmm. the, uh, the kids we had, which was, uh, and it's kind of getting them excited about the possible careers yeah. at that age and, and getting their parents to understand that it is a, it yeah. is a you know, a verified career. Yeah. And it's seeing the excitement they had and yeah. it, was, it was incredible. I loved it. Yeah, my, my favourite highlight, so I always tell the story about the Animation Summer School, was um, uh, Dean Egg um, had sent Andrew Gordon to us, who is like a 20-year Pixar veteran, and I'm sure you won't mind us name-checking him on the, on the podcast. Uh, and I didn't really know who he was. I, I fully put my hands up here. And we were at Escape Studios, who kindly put on the, well, let us use the space and, and the tech. And um, we were waiting to kind of kick off the event. And Andrew, uh, or this, I didn't know it was Andrew at the time, walked past and said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the event. And he walked right past me, went into the room. I said, no, you can't go in yet. And he said, no, I'm a teacher. So I was like, okay, fair enough, get you. So off he went into the room. And uh, then I went into set up and he was in there drawing on the walls and he was drawing a picture of uh, Mike Wazowski from uh, Monsters, Inc. And I just went over and said, oh, that's a cool picture. <laughs> and he said, that's my character. I designed him. It's my, my IP. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then once he realized what we were doing, because he was coming in to do a life of an animator talk. It was just a standard 45-minute introduction to his craft. And what he ended up doing was a two-and-a-half-hour masterclass for these young kids. Storytelling. Yeah. yeah, all about storytelling and narrative and... I mean, it was amazing. And uh, to Amy's point, you know, we could have we could have sold that talk for a lot of money. And you know, you had these young people getting this inspiration for nothing. And he was really bought into it. And we're still in touch with him now, aren't we, Tom? Yeah, yeah we had lunch with him not long after afterwards. Um, actually, on that, I wanted to share. Can, am I allowed to read uh, one of the emails? I mean, I know I always talk about it, but um, the best one we've got here is I'll read it really, really quickly. Is um, we had an email from somebody um, who had their son there, and I'll. The, what he said was, here we are. So my friend who works in the media industry gave me the details about the summer school, otherwise I would not have known anything about it. When I told my son about it, his first reaction was, there's not going to be anybody who looks like me there, it's only going to be white people. I was astonished by his reaction and told him that was not the case, you will see people like you. My son automatically thought that he didn't suit the industry purely because of skin colour. It's sad sometimes to hear this. When he came to the programme, I couldn't believe how talented he was. 
I mean, I get goosebumps just reading this one. It's a killer. Um, having never used the Blender program before, he flew through the steps. I told him that he has the talent and this is a good way to learn transferable skills. I'm encouraging him to learn these programs as not many 13-year-olds can say they met Oscar-winning animators during the summer. I mean, for me, that sums up everything that we do as Access VFX, right? It's just, uh, I, can, I can feel the stunned silence on the call. I know you guys have probably heard me kind of read from that one before, but it never gets old for me. Um, but yeah, it was a big one, wasn't it? Um, any other kind of moments or any, I mean, we, any other favourite events that we, we did this year? Who, who, who claims to have the most impactful event? Let's get some friendly chat to rivalry going on the pod. I can see Ryan's desperate to talk about another event. Well, no, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about our other event this year, the Brooklyn Steam Center event, which was, oh, which was pretty good. Yeah, of course. How can we forget that one? So, what was so good about that? Come on, let, put, put in your pitch for best accessory effects event of the year. Well, I think that um, you know, Cat put together an amazing presentation of that brought the students through what the VFX pipeline was, um, and then. After all of that great information, we allowed the students to directly go into a room with all of these companies like MPC and The Mill and Zoic and Fuse and The Molecule and, and talk directly to people from those companies. Um, and I just saw a lot of people's faces lighting up when they figured out that there were people that work on these kinds of projects. Um, and I just, I mean, that, that to me seemed like we were doing exactly what access vfx is is trying to do connect people yeah. with ideas connect people with the industry and inspire them yeah and you do get a lot of them one thing i found with uh the access vfx work that we've done over the few years is you do get those amazing moments whether it be a young person just getting it yeah you know, i remember when we had um we launched access vfx in 2017 and i know we're not here to review the last two and a half three years but there was a kid there who learned to code at that event you know i mean these little moments whether it be you know, the key thing with what we do, right, is creating the inspiration that leads to something more actionable, not just inspiring for the sake of it. And, you know, whether it, I mean, I, I've had a lot of examples where I'm just talking to parents and you literally see the, the, the penny drop, don't you? Where I, we did an event uh, early, and one of our first events, we went to Marlebone School for Girls and um, we, we, we did a Hidden Careers event. And I remember talking to uh, a parent, a mum, and she was there with her daughter and uh, she told me that she wants her daughter to be a lawyer. So to, um, to uh, uh, Colette's point actually about those traditional careers that get pushed all the time. And you could tell that the mum was really guarded and was really resistant and her daughter was really interested in what we were talking about. And I got my usual kind of spiel on and I was pushing creative careers. And you just saw her going for me, this really stern kind of faced human being to her just really getting all this warmth filled her face. And then it was like handshakes, I was, we were swapping cards at the end of it. And you do have like multiple moments like that, right? I mean, it's um, it happens all the time. Did you guys have any moments like that this year? I mean, I, I hope so, otherwise what's the point of having this call? Um, I know out here in Montreal, we had a few really, really inspiring school visits. Okay. Where, you know, going to schools that aren't traditionally kind of visual effects focused or, you know, more girls schools or from different areas of the city that we wouldn't kind of, um, that don't have like big communities of visual effects, like with yeah. the CGEP and stuff. Um, and just, you know, it's the same thing, seeing their faces and mm. when you kind of describe what you're doing and how you create the images and yeah. then being like, wait, like that's a tangible thing that I could do. And yeah. this is a real career and it's an option. And, you know, those things that I enjoy are things that I can pursue and do for the rest of my life, which is amazing. Yeah, and it's knowing that, you know, almost the seeds you're planting now 
you know, within, you know, we're probably not going to see the fruits of that for probably another six, seven, eight years, right? For a lot of mm. these kids. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'll be long and dead by that time, but I may not, you know, probably might be in a different position, but you know, it's, it is rewarding. And we're not in it for the rewarding. I mean, this is about creating genuine career paths. Um, anybody else have any favorite kind of moments, whether it was an email, was it something from a teacher? Was, I mean, what else? Any kind I do. of, ah, yes. Go on, Killer. Um, during our, boot, our, our um, demo reel bootcamp mm. event, not only did Frame Store hire somebody who turned up to that event, which I thought mm. was brilliant, yeah. But um, during one of the question and, question and answer parts, one young man said, you know, I just don't know who to go to to, mm -hmm. to learn more about um, effects. I'm really interested in it. I'm teaching myself. I just don't know who to go to to get into to learn a bit more about it. And another young guy put his hand up and said, you know what, I'm going to share with you a user group that's based here in Chicago. I'm going to give you my email address. And I want you to come along to the next user group experience. And I was just, I was like, this is it. I mean, yeah. for me, this was us connecting people in the community who may not have the right degree or the right college uh, certificate, but they're yeah. trying to figure it out for themselves by yeah. taking up, you know, the learning on their own. And you know yourself, it's who you know, and it's connections yeah. that really get you onto your next a career yeah. ladder opportunity whatever it may be mm. and for me that was such a great moment i thought yeah. you know this is why we're doing this because there's yeah. people that need to be connected in the community that just don't know how to go about it yeah it's providing information isn't it i mean yeah whether it be just awareness of careers and then delving that, that level deeper to actually actually creating networks for people we did the uh, one of our first official Access VFX events in the UK this year was our uh, Industry Connect um, in Brixton. So we worked with Mark Martin from UK Black Tech, who's a, a well-respected uh, lecturer here in the UK, and he uh, he just said to us, "Look, you know, get to get into the community, speak to you know, don't expect people to travel to the, your studio all the time." So we got uh, we managed to get into Brixton Town Hall, and we we invited people from the community, and it was incredible having people there. And we met so many. Um, your classic, I, I call them kind of bedroom artists. So this, as you said, Colette, the self-taught, the, the young people who are, you know, there's a difference between the people who just play computer games, uh, video games, and those who actually play them and want to know how they got made. And we met so many kids who make their own games, but don't know, they do it for fun. They don't know how to channel it into a, a career, uh, but doing it in, a, in the community. I want, I want to do more of that next year, I think, is, is not just, you know, uh, expecting people to come to our studios as lovely as they are and I think there's an opportunity I still love I stand by what I said about the uh, the events that, that Colette did with um, and, and the team in Chicago did with the, the, the studio visits I mean more of that please definitely but I we should be getting out to communities more as well and, and, and speaking to people on the ground because not everybody can afford even a train ticket sometimes to get out is that fair to say yeah so I've got two Two. Right. Two. Green. Okay. <laughs> well, I, uh, they're kind of coming up from different directions. The, the, one of the first ones was um, doing the new scientist show. I think because you know a lot of access effects, it's it's about connecting the dots, like we said, between kind of uh, young people and old people and teachers and parents. And I think that's one of the uh, unseen parts of the VFX and animation and games industry is how technical it can be. Yeah. So going to new scientists was that perfect kind of. Um, event that connected those those different worlds where you had these parents yeah. who really wanted to help their children but had no idea that it was a job so it was it was just one of those kind of uh, very I'm not say it wasn't easy to do but it was it was an easy way for them to make that connection yeah. by us 
being there. And the second one was in the way that having all these different chapters really shows how it's kind of growing. Because I think it was watching QVFX Montreal's video. Yeah. And that was that was kind of for me when the penny dropped. It's like, wow, this is this is proper international now in terms of what it started from just being in a basement at a frame store kind yeah. of meeting. I know, right? And yeah. And, and I think, as we always say, uh, Access VFX is about not just talking about it and, and doing it and having all those different chapters allows everyone to do those different things and then share what worked or what didn't work as well. So it's kind of really amplifying the, yeah. the action. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Tom. There's something incredible about wherever you are in the world, I mean, whether it be within our respective parts of the world, and you're seeing that logo flying high. And I agree, I saw... I mean, Montreal, you did a lovely job with the, the Instagram stories because uh, that's that's my guilty pleasure at the weekend. If I, if I have a moment in between kind of parenting and getting my weekend stuff sorted, it's having a little noodle around on Instagram and just seeing that logo flying high that we, we yeah. I mean, Tom, you designed the logo, um, flying high in that parade was just bonkers, wasn't it? It was just this lovely moment. And even just, you know, I always forget, and I, admittedly, New York, I always, not forget, but I know you guys... Run, have run a lot of events this year and I always forget when they're happening because we all get so busy and you know, we, have, we have the odd call and it's like brilliant yeah keep up the good work you're smashing it out there and then I'll just see a picture on the uh, Access VFX New York Instagram feed and be like oh no they've just done an event and, and there's these great kind of shots you know above Manhattan you know great back you have the best backdrops I think out of all the you win the award for best backdrops in photos but again, it's just knowing that those guys are there for the Axis VFX course. And again, to Tom's point, something we started from you know, real, real humble beginnings because when Axis VFX started as a, as a working party to put on, a, put on a, an event, right? Yeah. And now we're in, in all these amazing cities doing amazing stuff. And one of my highlights actually was um, the podcast episode that you guys did in New York. Because you were on, you had again, you were on a street corner in Brooklyn. It was like Scorsese. It was awesome, and I was like going, "Why? I want to, I want to be there." But you were kind of drinking good coffee on a street corner with like loads of like sirens going off in the background. It was like it just ticked all the kind of New York archetypes. But it was just a great conversation. And having Tom out there as one of our our, our directors, kind of on in, on the streets, was just so cool. Um, I loved all of that. And uh, but yeah, so many, so many highlights. But just seeing stuff like that happen is is nuts for me like it's just such a lovely lovely feeling god i'm, I'm getting all goosebumply bumpy <laughs> over on this on this on this call um but yeah do you guys share that over in the in the states and chicago and and, and and canada i mean do you do you get a sense of that as well that you're part of this bigger community when the qvfx did it for me that was the moment where i was like amazing we're doing the same thing quickly all we've done is sent you over a logo and a link to you know, a Twitter feed, and before you know it, you've got this global movement, right? Yeah, and I like telling people there's a podcast and yeah, right. giving people that sort of information to go to the website to see that this isn't just a local initiative, that there's many different types of organizations across the US and the UK that, and Canada that are all doing the same thing. Like, this is a movement, you know? It, it really inspires me, and it makes me realize that um, how big we are, you know, because you do get sort of sucked into your own city and what am I doing this month or what am I doing this quarter? But um, when I tell people there's a podcast, they're like, really? You know, and, and it's great because they can get additional resource there and home in on some uh, really valuable advice. I'm glad you said that, Colette, because one of the highlights, uh, I think, for all of us has been having a proper website this year. I completely <laughs> forgot that we have, we can go out and we can you know, have these calls to action because I think the podcast and the uh, the e-mentoring program 
can turn any event into an action-based event, right? So even if you do a panel, let's say, you know, we all get grow tired of panel discussions. We still do them, I sit on them, we all sit on them, we all get involved. But, you know, to be accused of saying anything's all talk, we don't have that. You know, whether it be this podcast, which is chat, we're all chatting, but we know we'll end it with, right, sign up here, sign up there, listen to the podcast, get information, go to the website. And the website was designed, I remember in the early days of pulling it together, um, when I say the early days, it was this year, was we wanted to create a one-stop shop, which is like coming to any Access VFX events. You can go on there and read the blogs, you can get the information, you can find out about the roles, you can sign up to the mentoring program, you can listen to the podcast. And, you know, I mean, what did we make of the website? I mean, there's a lot of work we need to do on it, right? I mean, it's uh, only about six months old and we need to kind of build it um, even more for next year. But um, that was a nice way to gel us all, wasn't it? I'm still expecting lots of blogs from you guys, by the way. I'm still, they're still, I'm still missing lots of New York blogs, Ryan. I can see the knowing look on your face. Um, We're working on it. We're We're busy people. But yeah, no, it was great. It was great to be able to share out the mentor program links and everything during our most recent event, and and just have a place that that people could learn more about the global cause, the the global organization, and and be able to connect with those action steps. Absolutely. So going into 2020, then, right? Um, we can still we can still go back and forth. I know we're reviewing the year, but you know we've got another 12 months to go. And you know, like any any decent kind of creatives, we're always thinking one step ahead, thinking about next year. What does next year hold for our studios? The work we're doing outside of Access VFX. But what 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 do we have planned for 2020? Something I would add um, to what we were all discussing earlier is just having you know promoting more accessibility yeah. in 2020 sharing more personal stories, uh, mm. personal histories on how one enters the industry. Yeah. Um, as Ryan was mentioning earlier, there was so much value in our seeing the students really, or, you know, take in all the, uh, the joy of meeting, you know, senior artists, senior professionals doing what they do best. So I think having a bit more of that um, along with, you know, studio visits, more workshops, more hands-on workshops, yeah. more... FaceTime with professionals, mentoring, etc. These are all really invaluable uh, uh, experiences for those who are um, on the receiving end of Access yeah. VFX. That's a good point. And I, I agree. I think the workshop angle is so important. That's what we tried to do and, and, and achieved with the Animation Summer School actually this year was a workshop-based event where you leave with skills you know i think the mentoring thing is critical right and yeah i was going to say actually kind of what in terms of 2020 it reminded reminded me of one of the most important things we did here which was the uk screen lines uh skills yes of course which was one of the most important things because um it uh it really showed what where things are at and where things Mm. need to get to which a lot of those things are the disability the neurodiversity so i think next year it'd be great to see what um how how much progress is made towards closing those gaps yeah that's a really good point actually i completely forgot about that yeah sorry i I was i just wanted to agree with that tom um you know i think so far with access vfx we've done a really good job of role modeling our lgbtqia plus community our um um, different people of different colours of women in industry I think we've done a really good job of role modelling all those people and showing that you know there are people in industry who look like you whoever you might be but I think the one um, category that we haven't role modelled so well and that, that came through really strongly in the UK screen report is people with various disabilities and so for, for my money I think that would be something I'd be really keen to um, try and push next year and, and you know because we do have lots of people in the industry with all sorts of um, 
let's call them special abilities. I think that's better. Um, you know, I think we need to get them out there more so that people see that there are people like them um, working for us. But yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, uh, the, the the survey was, I mean, it was, a, it was an honour to be involved in it and to have our rubber stamp on it along with... Uh, Animation UK and and obviously the UK Screen Alliance, but I think what came out of it, and you can listen to a podcast um, a few episodes back that, that broke it down, yeah. right, Tom? Yeah, yeah. We'll we did it in Soho Square. I think it was Soho Square, Golden Square. I can't remember one of the squares. Um, and um, that actually, it almost felt like a, an, an Access VFX strategy in that when we started Access VFX, and I wanted to move on to this point shortly, actually. Uh, you know, when we started, I, I mean, my whole rhetoric was we're Access VFX, we get stuff done. We don't rely on pie charts and graphs to, you know, you know, to, to prove that we have an issue in this country. You know, get on my get on my soapbox and all that. But actually, we do need something to anchor our events in. And uh, one of the questions I had for all of you actually is this: uh, going into twenty twenty, I feel is the year we need to grow up a bit as a as a company, right? Because I don't mean grow up as in like you need to grow up, but grow up because year one was we were new, we were scrappy. It was a goodwill movement. Year two, we set up as a as a company, and and year three, we're getting bigger. I mean, I, I mean, potentially we're op opening chapters uh, over in hopefully in another part of the world, which I probably shouldn't mention on this call in case it comes back to haunt me. But I've been speaking to two countries. I'm not speaking to ambassadors or governments, but yeah. visual effects not studios, yet. right? <laughs> yeah, but um, not yet. But um, but yeah, I mean, we, we're going to grow. We're going to grow more chapters in the new year. I can confirm that. And you know, the bigger we get. We can't rely on that old school scrappiness. We do need to have a, a more joined up website. We do need to have a bit of a plan to Amy's point. Yeah, there needs to be a focus on maybe underrepresented areas that we've not focused on. But what do we think about that going into 2020? And again, this is just a conversation. I'm not going to give you actions at the end of the meeting, I promise. No, Freudian slips, not a meeting, it's a podcast. Um, I think from Montreal's perspective, we definitely agree. You know, the industry out here is growing so rapidly um, that, you know, we as Access VFX need to keep up with how things are growing, how many new studios, how many more people are arriving in the city and the schools and the new courses. Um, and yeah, that's definitely something that's hugely uh, important for us. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting times. So Just what, to build off that, right. in, in New York, um, we've also been trying to listen to what the industry needs. And uh, it seems like there are a number of, you know, vacancies in compositor type positions and, yeah. and maybe figuring out how we can work with the populations that we are doing events for to try to get them trained up and be able to connect them with the tools that they need to be able to fill those positions. So uh, that's something that we've been talking about in New York as well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned industry needs, actually, because um, we forget, not forget, but, you know, Access VFX has been both about outreach. We've spoken a lot about our outreach events, educating parents, teachers, students, young people, etc. Um, but also we're there for our VFX animation and games community, right? So QVFX is a great example of that. Yeah, it's an industry movement. You know, we found, I don't know what it's like at Emmerich in, in, in Montreal, but in the UK, we're probably 80% industry, 20% uh, aspiring talent. Um, is that similar for, for Montreal, do you think? About percentage of um, industry students and stuff, I guess yeah, it's more industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my point, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say like uh, for QGFX, as you mentioned, it's like something that you that you see that there was a need for uh, that more people are gathering and looking for an opportunity to connect and to uh, meet more people like themselves as well. So. Um, yeah, I would say as a, but 
Viper mentioned, uh, as the industry grows, it's important to uh, create more and more of a sense of a community where people get more occasion to uh, to connect and to also really um, find themselves uh, a new way to adapt themselves to the city they can move in. Yeah, and, and feel supported. And, yeah. yeah, and I'd yeah. love to do more of that next year. I think, you know, we, we also did it with the podcast, with the mental health podcast, with the parents podcast. Um, I think there's an opportunity to do more events where we support um, the community as a whole as well, not just the external outreach, because, you know, I think that's a big part of the strategy going into new, the new year as well. Any any events you guys have nailed down in 2020? Anything we've got planned? Because I've got some stuff to talk about, as always, but um, I don't want to steal any thunder from you guys. I mean, anything we've got planned for the new year? Anything you've almost got in the... Don't want to jinx it, but anything in the offing? I think uh, definitely for us, a big thing for the next coming years, just connecting with more schools more mm. students more courses yeah. uh, showing just, ourselves as a resource for these students mm. and so that they can come to us with you know things that they need or for yeah. support and things like that um, i think that's something we're really looking forward to doing a lot more of next year excellent yeah i'll ditto that we've got about five minutes left now guys so let's right. start to wrap up what, what about um chicago anything we're looking at doing in the new year events wise anything in the offing yeah, so we're going to be at the Illinois High School Art Exhibition again in February, which nice. is great. We're also going to try and get more members. So Chicago does have quite a high percentage of video game uh, companies. And so we're going to try and break into that a little bit and, and spread the word. Mm -hmm. And obviously try and get some more events on the calendar nice. uh, going forward. Exciting. What about New York? Ryan and I had hinted at this earlier, but... Um, just more hands-on workshops, more yeah. technical workshops, um, sort of exploring the, the nitty-gritty of specific softwares and with professionals obviously mm. involved. And um, um, we'll obviously finesse that or share the details as we approach the, the, the respective dates, but um, that's something that we're all really excited about. Excellent. And what should we share from uh, UK? Uh, we've got Big Bang 2020 that's coming up. Amy, do you want to talk a bit about that as you set it up? It's your fault. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, so Big Bang is a careers fair for largely 11 to 14 year olds, but they do get a spread um, that's in Birmingham, right in the centre of the UK. So it attracts people from all around the UK. And it's a science and technology focused um, careers fair. So it's not somewhere that you might turn up expecting a creative company um, or companies to be. And I think that's why it's going to be so impactful for us. It's the first time we'll be doing it as Access VFX. Um, and I think we'll surprise a lot of people with how they can combine their interest in science and technology with something more creative. So I'm hoping it will be a really good event. And it's, um, it's another one of those events where you don't just... Um, stand on a booth and talk to people um the idea is that you actually run an activity on your stand so yeah there's no um, walls are there apparently in and hands on so exciting yeah so we've got that to look forward to so just when we thought we didn't we didn't have enough of the nec from world skills uk we're going back for more um so that's exciting we, we're also looking to do another version of the animation summer school so there will be an yeah. animation summer school right tom yeah, yeah definitely. and we're also looking to do a little taster during easter which is fun and we're hoping to collaborate with spring studios again which should be cool too so lots and lots planned to kind of bring our podcast to an end is there any calls to action we want to throw in because in true happy christmas styley 
we should offer some nuggets of words of wisdom, right? So I'm going to kick things off by if there are any potential sponsors out there, please give us some money to put on all of these events, whether you're based in the UK, Montreal, Chicago, New York, anywhere, to be fair. You know, money, money is not geographic. Um, we're doing some amazing stuff, right? Yeah. Can you second that, guys, on the call? Yeah. Big up. Um, one of our biggest challenges this year. And thank you, by the way, to Foundry. Big thank you to Hewlett Packard from a UK point of view for your sponsorship money because it's enabled us to do some incredible stuff and lives have been changed. Anybody you guys want to thank or push out on, on, on the pod before we wrap up and wish everybody a happy Christmas? Um, I think from Montreal, just like all the other studios that we have involved that work with us and want to work with us and want to continue working with us to, you yeah. know, bring more inclusion and diversity into the industry. Yeah. It's really appreciated. And also a thank you to all the volunteers and people who put yeah. some of their time, like, yeah, because every event uh, is always a lot of work and a lot of commitment for everyone. So anyone that's, uh, yeah, has put some of their time to help us and anyone else that would like to join us, uh, I think in any, uh, any, any city to, yeah. <laughs> to help for future events. Yeah, that being fit, thank you. Because uh, any any kind of help, whether it's from a studio or person, and uh, is always more than welcome. Definitely. Yeah, the doors aren't closed. Definitely. Thank you, guys. How about uh, Chicago? Any final party New words? Oh, oh, New York. Go on to New York. It's okay. The perils of a Google Hangout. I'm just going to say, for New York, we, we'd obviously like to thank all the studios that have been uh, coming to our meetings and thinking through how we can provide greater access to people to this information and, uh, and to careers in this industry, but also our educational partners from uh, the high school programs like the Brooklyn Steam Center, as well as uh, a variety of people from the City University of New York, the CUNY system, um, who have been talking to us about doing events and uh, and sharing those events with their students directly um, in the hopes that they can find out more information about connecting with the VFX industry as a whole. Thank you, Ryan. Anybody, Ryan, left out there, Kat? Um, I'd also like to extend our thank yous to that of the Animation Project and the Visual Effects Society. You know, there's been a lot of involvement um, locally from a lot of different individuals and uh, collaborative, you know, efforts from everyone to really um, be a part of something special and we're really excited about how the future um, or you know what the future might bring Excellent. will bring I should thank say. You, <laughs> yeah I'd like to thank uh, Kate and Alyssa who are who work at Carbon and Frame Store and also Morgan who is our PR manager here because it's really that group that have pulled together a lot of these events and the the staff that have given their time like was said before we couldn't do this without volunteers totally and quite often it's after work hours or it's on the weekend. So yeah. a big thank you to everybody in Chicago that's helped out. I think that's important to note, isn't it? That um, it, this is all in addition to people's day jobs, all of us, and um, a lot of we get a lot of support. And every Access VFX event, QVFX event, is only as good as the the volunteers we get and the talent that we get, particularly for the workshop-based events and the speaking engagements. There's so much. Um, I'm probably going to get roasted. Um, I'm going to move on to Tom, but I'm going to get roasted because I've probably missed out a lot of people and a lot of events. I just wanted to put in a special shout out to Dan Waterman and, and St John Walker for the Autumn Takeover. They pretty much single-handedly pulled off two months of regional events here in the UK so I yeah. didn't want the podcast to go I was, by. Just, I was just going to say on, on top of that just thanks to all the studios who have donated their staff because Absolutely. in work time as well the production manager and producers they could have easily said no to make their lives easier but they freed up staff to come to the so events and we couldn't have done it without them. It's an amazing movement guys thanks and thank you to all of you lot right I mean you guys are killing it out there in the world in the globe I mean it's been an amazing amazing year I can't big it up enough I hope this 
podcast episode has done it justice. And for me, it's just brilliant having this call. It's so nice having a podcast episode where the tech works. And thank you, Tom, for producing it as always. Um, just a real pleasure to have. I mean, it was a. It sounds really corny, but I was really hoping we could pull this off. It's a shame we're not doing it over a, a drink or a coffee somewhere in you know, a street corner in Brooklyn, but we're doing it on a, on a hangout. You know, other, other, other hangouts are available, but it's been pretty friendly this way. Yeah, of course, environmentally friendly. We're doing our bit, right, for climate change. Um, Access the effects world tour. Well, so, right. So on that note, we've only got a minute left. So I want to say thank you to all of our listeners, everybody who supported the podcast, everybody who supported Access VFX and QVFX. And thank you to all of you on the call. It's been awesome. Thank you. Happy Christmas. I know the holidays are available. Cheers. Merry Christmas. See you guys. See you next year. There we go. End of another Access VFX podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program and events we're at, then head over to our website at www.accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thank you for listening and until next time, bye.